to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. You've experienced the way I can manipulate the emotions around myself, Bella, but I wonder if you realize how the feelings in a room affect me. I live every day in a climate of emotion. For the first century of my life, I lived in a world of bloodthirsty vengeance, Hate was my constant companion. It eased some when I left Maria, but I still had to feel the horror and fear of my prey. It began to be too much. Jasper was lost in the story, as was I. It surprised me when his desolate expression smoothed into a peaceful smile. She was there, expecting me, naturally, he chuckled once. She hopped down from the high stool at the counter as soon as I walked in and came directly toward me. It shocked me. I was not sure if she meant to attack. That's the only interpretation of her behavior my past had to offer. But she was smiling, and the emotions that were emanating from her were like nothing I'd ever felt before. You've kept me waiting a long time, she said. I didn't realize Alice had come to stand behind me again. And you ducked your head like a good southern gentleman and said, I'm sorry, ma'am. Alice laughed at the memory. All right. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. And welcome back. We are so happy you're here. My name is Emily. My name is Marin. And this is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> the eclipse episodes. Oh, my gosh. Eclipse is cool. Um, things are definitely happening in oh, this book. Oh, yeah, they are. It's fine. We're not there yet. We're not. Okay. <sighs> but here's the thing. Like, So I read um, four chapters this week for this specific recording day and I just (laughs) the first one was like this is fine this is a normal eclipse chapter Mm -hmm. the second one was like oh okay cool this is fun the third one I was like I'm throwing the book away gotta burn it throwing it away 
It's not worth it anymore. Horrible. But we're not there yet. Today we're talking about chapter 13, Newborn, Newborn. a.k.a. the Jasper Sode. <laughs> this is the Jasper Sode. This, uh, this, this Texan likes to tell a story. Yeah, he does. He's he's similar to uh, Jamie like that. Oh, cute. Oh, my gosh. Jasper and Jamie kind of have, for some reason, similar vibes. They are similar, though. They So we're talking about Jamie from Outlander, for those of you who are like, who's Jamie? Yeah. Um, And they're, they're both, like, real cool, like, warrior types, strong men, mm-hmm. been through it, seen the stuff. Yeah. What did we talk about last week? Oh, my goodness. Well, last week, I don't remember. Let me read my notes. <laughs> Oh, um, something happens, and then Edward and Bella go to Edward's house, <laughs> and uh, they find Carlisle and uh, Jasper and Emmett watching TV. They're watching the news, and Edward's like, I need to really talk to Jasper about something. But before that, Jasper's like, hold on, I got to tell Bella a story. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so he <laughs> he goes up to her and he lifts up his uh, khaki-colored sweater mm. and he's like, look at this scar. And she's like, oh, we have twin scars. And he's like, yeah, check this out, though. And lifts his sweater, like, all the way up his arm and it's just completely covered with scars. He's got a full sleeve of Freaky bites. free. A bite sleeve. Oh, pretty cool. Pretty That'd cool. That'd be a cool tattoo. <laughs> what a think of it like white ink mm-hmm. vampire mm-hmm. bite 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 that's bite, what bite, I mean <laughs> I just had a desire to, to get a Bella bite tattoo though yeah just that'd be freaking cool on my wrist I'd be into that okay okay <laughs> so a newborn <clears throat> Jasper well Bella she ends the last chapter like Jasper what happened to you and he's all <laughs> same thing that happened to you Oh, that was the worst. I'm bad at Texas. <laughs> I tried, though. but it was bad. <laughs> he tells her, obviously, I've been bitten one million times. <laughs> and that we learn a vampire bite is the only thing that leaves a scar on a vampire skin. That's cool. It makes sense. Yeah. But then she's like, why? But it's like, no, Bella, it makes sense. Yeah. Th- <laughs> the venom destroys the venom. Cool. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So he begins telling Bella how differently vampires in the South live than those like them in the North. And he has Bella imagine a map. Honestly, you know what? I didn't even know that Jasper could talk until this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the first time I've ever witnessed him talking in three books. Um, Did he talk while they were in Arizona? I don't think so. He talked to Alice. <laughs> oh, okay. I think he says like one thing total to Bella. <laughs> and also he gets to be on charge of um, <laughs> bathroom duty. Yeah. See, that's what I'm like. But I don't think they talked think while they were anything. going to the bathroom. He just walked her hand on back of back mm-hmm. saying nothing. <laughs> He's the weird cousin who doesn't ever talk. And then one day it's like. An entire story. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm that cousin. Okay, so <laughs> we're, we're visualizing with Bella. We've got a map in our mind. And he wants us to think of every human life as a red dot on the map. Ew. Right? So obviously it's just a map of the population of the world. And 
Apparently, these dear southern vampires are constantly, constantly trying to take over the area with the deepest red color. Yep, yep. Yes. And she's just like, um, Jasper, though, he's not worried about scaring Bella. No way. He knows. He Because he can tell how she's feeling. He can kind of like, he sends out his little feelers and he knows that she's not freaking out but edward is like stop it stop it stop it you're gonna scare her edward's just on the edge of his seat Mm -hmm. with a grimace but jasper's good he goes until she does get wigged out and then he pulls it in a little bit yeah um and the reason that they want the red area obviously is so that they can feed more while still being inconspicuous Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the less inconspicuous you are, the less likely it is that the Volturi will come and kill you. So you that's the cops. Important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the vampire cops. I had such a like while I was reading this because of our social climate right now. Yeah. We are right in the middle of protesting. We're right in the middle of Black Lives Matter protests, which I'm so loving. It's making me feel so relaxed and happy that this is finally happening and so I'm reading this and I'm like oh no the cops (laughs) those vampire cops obviously this is a very different lifestyle than Bella knows anything about or anything that Edward has ever told Bella exists before so she is very interested he continues saying a lot of vampires were trying to control large areas for themselves um some of them had cool strategies some of them had Less cool strategies. But then one day, this one vampire um, called Benito came up with the coolest of strategies. And he (laughs) began killing just entire covens and sometimes like multiple in one night. And this is happening in Texas. So, yeah. And I was like, I think we're pretty safe here in our little small city. I think so. Who wants Bountiful? Nobody. Nobody. I also had a feeling that I was like, oh, Emily's going to hate this chapter because it's just a story in a story. Did I tried you hate to, it? I didn't hate it as much, but that's because I was more prepared. <laughs> I'd already gone through the motions of writing notes of a story of a story. Okay. And so I did um, write some names down this time. <laughs> okay. So it's less boring. Okay. So Benito, he is doing this new thing called... Newborn vampire army, mm-hmm. right? So, obviously, we kind of already know that newborn vampires are like a little bit more powerful than older vampires, but we don't really know much about it. Jasper tells us that they're incredibly strong, they're fast, and they're just like crazy. So, they're predictable and powerful. Yep, we know what they're gonna do, mm-hmm. but they can't be reasoned with, so it's kind of like All they want is blood. You have to control them by, like, directing them towards people to eat, as far as I can tell. Well, and you can also kind of control them by just scaring them. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't know. Mm -hmm. As long as they're ignorant and... Oh, man. I just can't stop, like, comparing this to actual real life. Yeah, ignorant and hungry. They'll do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, no. but that really is the truth. Like, keep them thirsty, keep them stupid, and they'll do whatever you want. Yep. Because they're real strong, and they can easily kill an older vampire. Mm-hmm. So Benito's going through these newborns like crazy because you only keep them for about a year. That's when their newborn strength kind of starts to go down a little bit. And so he's just constantly replacing this army that he has. And so he's going through a lot of humans. In fact, so he says, 
When the body count reached epidemic proportions, in fact, your histories blame a disease for the population slump. Oops. Is is coronavirus a vampire plague? Um, I mean... This is, out of all the conspiracy theories about coronavirus, this is my favorite one. <laughs> vampires. It's just vampires. I'm fine with I'm that, I'm actually honestly. okay with it. I it feels feel better. way safer. Me too. <laughs> way safer, actually. <laughs> Either it's going to be a really quick death, or I'm going to be a vampire after, um, or nothing's going to happen to me. Honestly. Either, all good. Yep. <laughs> I will take, oh my I'll take all three of those. Mm-hmm. Easy. So Benito, he takes over most of Texas and starts moving down into Mexico. And then all the vampires that are in southern Mexico are like, oh, no, you don't. This is our spot. So then big, big wars start to happen. I hate wars. Yeah. They learn of his strategy. So they're all making newborn armies of their own. And like you said, so many people died because of this vampire war. But they're like, (laughs) must be disease. Uh, Okay, so this is when the Volturi finally come and step in. So the Volturi spend an entire year in Mexico just trying to find every vampire they can and killing them. And they do a pretty good job of it. They get almost everybody. But there's still a few left over. All of those ones lay low for a little bit and then they are like, well, we don't want that to happen again. So how do we like continue our war without getting the attention of the Volturi. So they're still making newborn armies, but they're being more careful about who they're changing and where they're getting their people from, etc. Yep. And this is when Bella realizes that this is why Jasper was changed. And so he tells her yes and begins to reveal his very racist personal history. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he was a 17-year-old living in Houston, Texas, when he lied to recruiters for the Confederate Army and told them that he was 20 so that he could fight in the American Civil War. (sighs) He was 16. He was almost 17. Almost 17. That's just crazy. So. He was 16. (sighs) And he was like, let me fight. Let me do it. Let me kill all the people who want to eradicate slavery. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, brainwashing and indoctrination. Oh yeah! Somebody took this child and taught him that black people are like just property. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay, yep." That's how it happens. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know American history, this is when uh, some states in the South were like, "We love slaves," and the rest of the United States was like, "We're done with that," and then they had a war about it. And this was in 1860. So Jasper's pretty old. And and again, this war was really about control and about fear. Because all these people in the South were like, we don't want to get rid of our free labor. Yeah, I mean, they were all super rich, but none of them ever worked. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to know what a world is going to be like when suddenly all these people are equal to us. Right. Like, that's scary who... because we've treated them so poorly. Like we don't want to face the consequences of our actions. Exactly. I mean, the people who we have literally just stepped on and killed every day, mm-hmm. they're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. So they were scared and yeah. they should be, they should have been. Yeah. So I would like to take a second and tell all of you beautiful listeners that Black Lives Matter 
and black lives are worthy and black lives are important and yeah man we support black lives matter so much heck yeah always have always will yes as uh dear michelle obama says we all have no choice but to see what has been staring us in the face for years for centuries and ain't that the truth yeah this has been going on forever and it's disgusting and makes me feel so icky that it took this long for something to finally well something has started to now change. but this fight is gonna last just so long so still long. there's still so many people who are filled with racism and hatred and it's gonna take a really long time to either teach them or for them all to to disappear mm-hmm. <laughs> there there's no reason for racism to exist it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm so dumb so dumb and uh we're aware that we are two white women who have incredible privilege and that is why it was really important for us to add at the beginning of every of our episodes that we know that we can't provide a very diverse uh perspective (laughs) and we call for anybody who wants to use our platform to speak about this to send us an email or a voice message so we can Get your voice heard, too. Absolutely. We support you. We're here for you. Yep. Okay, back to Jasper. (laughs) This guy. Jasper, we learned that he was always kind of charismatic in his life. And so um, he worked his way up to the role of a major very, very quickly, like before the first real battle happened. Yeah. And even though he was lying about being 20, even 20 was the youngest Mm -hmm. major in Texas. So our guys got some strategy at least. And he was on his way back from assisting in the evacuation of a city that they were about to uh, have a fight in. (laughs) And uh, he came across three young girls. Um, These girls were the most beautiful girls he's ever seen in his whole life. And he immediately knew that they were not people that were lost from the group he just moved because he definitely (laughs) would have remembered them. Uh, He looks at him for a little bit and these three girls are just staring at him and this one girl she leans forward and does a big sniff (laughs) and jasper's just sitting there on his horse like this is fine (laughs) another girl tells the the sniffer to like cool it a little bit and jasper realizes that she's the one in control she's the one in charge yeah he can tell he's his one of his powers is that he can tell who um, everybody else kind of defers to, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing to be able to know. Uh, really useful for being a major in the uh, army. <laughs> totally. So her name is Maria, and Maria notes how strong Jasper is and how he has a certain captivating quality to him. And she says that she wants to keep him and that the others leave Maria to do it herself because uh, they kill him as often as they save him. So... They leave and go to hunt. Um, Jasper is feeling very confused about all of this because his instincts are telling him that there's danger (laughs) from this tiny, tiny human. But his training is like, nah, I protect women. Like, what to do? What to do? He also slightly suspects that she might be a ghost. But he's not sure about that yet. Yeah. But when she asks him what his name is, he gives it to her, Major Jasper Whitlock, ma'am. And she just tells him, I hope you survive. And then she bites him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Wild. Um, Jasper skips this part in the story because Edward is about to combust <laughs> into his own personal flame. He just goes, uh, a few days later. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep, he begins his new life as a new vampire. Uh, so we learn that these three vampires are Maria, Nettie, and Lucy. And Maria has found the other two after uh, battle because they all are survivors. And Maria wants to reclaim her territory. And so they begin putting together an army. And they're being extra, extra careful about who they turn. And Maria's looking for humans who are going to be really, really strong fighters. So she's going after all the tall boys. <laughs> You too. She's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) She has been training these newborns to fight um, and to avoid human detection. And she comes up with a reward system for those who do well. But Jasper doesn't tell Bella what they were rewarded with. So who knows? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Uh, Did did she... (laughs) Is that? It was like a sex thing? I think so. <laughs> I mean, and food, I guess. You I, know, what everyone's motivated by. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just couldn't, like, it's an interesting thing to think of him being like, I don't know. I don't know. Alice obviously isn't really bothered by this. Uh, it's just something that was Jasper's life, and mm-hmm. he's not ever going to go back to it because he's never going to not be with Alice again. Yeah. But like, what was his freaking life like? It, he he's vague, and he just wants to tell the like overarching story. But it's like, was Maria like <laughs> seducing him? Like he comes home with like a a particularly powerful newborn, and she's like, all right, let's go. Back I don't think to it was her or... specifically, but maybe one of the other girls, or maybe they just got a bunch of human women, and we're like, here you go. I feel so weird about this. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I can't figure out what it would be, but I feel like it's, it's got to be a, something messed up like that. It's vague, and I just wrote two E's after e. it, because I was like, E. Yes, okay. E, for sure. Uh, Maria is trying to do all of this carefully, but also quickly, because she knows that she only has a time frame of about a year. And when you put that much work into your army, you want to not have to replace people constantly. So um, Jasper was the sixth person to join Uh, the army and four more came pretty quickly after and they would practice fighting against each other and so even still (laughs) they were just killing each other constantly it's just a cockfight like she's just like all right you two in the ring pretty much and jasper's just tearing everybody apart yeah jasper's the best at it and so maria puts him in charge of all the others and He uses his powers to keep their casualties down so they're not killing each other as much. And, you know, so they're not also having to replace people as often. It's a good thing that Jasper is such a compassionate human being naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, man, I've said this before, but he could use his power for, like, so such bad. I (laughs) mean. He does not have to be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, that's what he was using it for. I mean, but still, even though he could use it to like kill all other vampires, he's using it to like calm everybody down so they true. have such a freaking 
powerful army yeah. because he's using it to calm everybody down. Yeah, they end up with 23 trained <laughs> newborns Jeez. before they uh, went after their first city, which is Monterey. And they took it super easily, and they just keep doing that for about a year. They just expand to cover most of Texas and northern Mexico. So that's all the same areas that Benito had gone after before. And so, of course, this gets the Southerners' attention again from southern Mexico. And they're like, hold on, we already went through this. Didn't you guys learn to stop doing this? (laughs) Um. But Jasper ends up being the only one from the original group to survive, aside from Maria. Even Nettie and Lucy, they take him out because Jasper starts to feel them planning a plot of betrayal. And Uh so they just wipe him out. And so these two finally just uh, return back to Monterey and keep that city for a long time. But Jasper, man, he's feeling the depression creep. Yeah, he's just such an empath. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really hard for somebody who has so much empathy to keep doing awful things. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. So uh, they keep about 12 newborns on standby just in case they need to defend themselves. But they just kind of cycle them through every year. And Jasper's the one who has to go and kill everybody and then go and change everybody, I'm sure. And so he is just like constantly feeling like anticipation of something bad and then fear and pain and the horror. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, all the newborns come in and it's just the same thing of being like so thirsty all the time and trying to get them to like <laughs> pay attention and, you know, spend a couple months training them and then they're trained and then it goes back into that just like anticipation <laughs> period, which... I mean, that would be bad for one year, but Jasper did it for like yeah. Well, he says decades, years. decades yeah. later. Yes, <laughs> decades. Too many. Ugh. Um, during this time though, there is a vampire named Peter, and Peter is awesome. So they keep him around for a while, um, and eventually they put him in charge of being the babysitter of the newborns, and. He happens to fall in love with one of them, and her name is Charlotte. And so when it comes time to destroy and replace all the newborns again, Peter and Charlotte run away, and Jasper lets them go. Yeah, dude. He felt averse to destroying them. Mm-hmm. He's a good <laughs> He's a good one. Five years go by, and Peter ends up coming back for Jasper, and he has some news. Uh, he comes and he tells him of another way to live, and that they found these like peaceful coexisting nomad vampires up north and nobody stays in one place very long. So no one's defending areas and there's not like constant war. You kind of just do your own thing. And Jasper's like, okay. Yep. Peace doesn't even like say (laughs) bye to Maria. He just leaves with them. Yeah. He hated that life Mm -hmm. so much. I mean, listen, Peter, he goes, Peter told me about his new life with Charlotte, told me about options I'd never dreamed I had. In five years, they'd never had a fight, though they met and many others in the North, others who could coexist without the constant mayhem. In one conversation, he had me convinced. I love that. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Uh, Jasper ends up staying with Peter and Charlotte for a little while, but he still isn't doing better mentally he he recognizes yes this is way better than what I had known before but I still get flooded with all those same feelings every time I kill kill 
every time I kill a human. And so he just tries to like not hunt as frequently, but that's no good because then when he does get hungry, he just goes kind of crazy about it. And so he ends up just deciding to leave Peter and Charlotte and kind of go try to figure out what to do. Uh, One day he finds himself in a rainstorm in Philadelphia and so he heads into a diner because it's very conspicuous when a very beautiful person just stands in the rain, (laughs) apparently. Just stands perfectly still in a rainstorm. Uh (laughs) And what would you know that Alice is there and she's waiting for him and she comes right up to him and at first he's like, ah, but then she's like so cute and little that he's like, eh. And she tells him that she's been waiting for a long time and he says, I'm sorry, ma'am. And he takes her hand and... Finally, he feels a little bit of hope. That was it. Oh, my gosh. So Jasper took Alice's hand as he spoke. Alice grinned. I was just relieved. I thought you were never going to show up. (laughs) It's so sweet. And then they just look at each other and smile. So Alice tells Jasper, hey, there's this hot doctor vampire that's living in Washington right now and he lives like a completely different lifestyle than anything you can even imagine but I know we're going to be so happy they're they're our family so let's go find them and so to the Cullen's house they go this is why Alice is everyone's favorite (laughs) true um Edward says that they scared the hell out of all of them because (laughs) Emmett and Edward were out hunting, so it was just Carlisle, Esme, and Rosalie at the house at this point. And suddenly, Jasper, the sleeve scar, (laughs) Hale, and Alice, the tiny future-seeing, all-knowing, show up at the door and greet everybody by name and say, like, it's so nice to meet you. Which room can we move into? (laughs) (laughs) But then, instead of just, like, having Esme be like, well, we've got this one guest room that we use. She's like, oh, actually, no, I like this room the best. And she just takes all of Edward's stuff and chucks it in the garage. (laughs) Coolest uh, beginning to a relationship ever. Your room had the best view, so I just put all your stuff in the garage. (laughs) We're moving in. And then Bella Bella goes, that's a really nice story. And everyone's like, dude. (laughs) She's like, no, 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 no. Just the her coming here stuff, not all the fighting stuff. Oh, right, right. Uh, So then finally we can get back to the pressing matters. And Alice asks Jasper why he didn't tell her that he suspected an army. And he said that he really hoped that he was wrong about it. After all, there's no reason to create an army in Seattle. No one is defending it. There's no one there to protect it from. And But Jasper suspects that there must be less than 20 people in the army. And that um, they're so untrained, he's surprised that the Volturi hasn't already stepped in. This is really weird because he's like... Why would someone create an army in Seattle? There's no history there, no vendetta, blah, 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 blah. But like literally just a hop, skip, and a jump away is this huge clan called the Collins. Yeah, like literally you guys basically do live in Seattle <laughs> half guys the time. are like, I don't understand. They don't even think to themselves this might be connected to them. Well, Edward does because everything's finally. always about Edward. Well, and yeah, he's finally like, Edward is like, well, we live here. <laughs> Does it occur to anyone else that the only possible threat in the area that would call for creation of an army is us? And then Carlisle's like, (gasps) (laughs) 
guys are so dumb. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> uh, Esme tries to blame it on the cousins in Alaska. Okay, but no, nobody lives in Alaska, so it couldn't possibly be them. <laughs> no, Esme. Definitely it's not them either. The combo swirls around like, could it be this? Could it be this? Until Edward's like, well, we already know that the per- that there's someone out there who knows about Alice's visions, a.k.a. Arrow, and probably he, m- he might want to try to take us down because listen to this info that I never told you guys before. <laughs> While we were... <laughs> While we were in Volterra, if you remember... Aro had this beautiful vision of me and Alice by his side, and he felt very jealous that Carlisle got to have us instead, and so he just might do something to try and, like, get us back. Okay. All right, Edward, I just, you're being so 17 years old. <laughs> you can't The world it. does not revolve around you. I know, it's very hard, but stop it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Bella is understandably shook about this information, and Carlisle just doesn't believe that his old boyfriend, Aro, would do something like that, but Edward isn't so sure about that. No, Carlisle's completely right. They would never be this stupid. There yeah. would be zero reason. Mm-hmm. This is, he's, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Edward, honey. Jasper's like, no, no, Carlisle's right. The Volturi wouldn't, first of all, break their own rules, and second <laughs> of all, be so sloppy about it. Yeah. If they were the ones creating an army in Seattle, like... The sun would be blocked out from the sky and the whole city would be dark and we wouldn't know that an army was being created. It would just be bad news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emmett is ready to go to Seattle right now, though. So oh, what are they waiting for? Screams. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And Jasper's like, well, first, I'm going to need to teach you guys how to fight against newborns because it's very different than fighting against just regular olds. And Bella is feeling like there's something obvious going on that she can't quite put her finger on that would maybe explain all of this stuff happening, but she can't quite figure it out. And uh, Jasper says that they're probably going to need some help. So Carlisle gives Tanya a call. (laughs) How come Bella isn't being very Bella-ish and realizing that this is all about her? (laughs) She gets there. It takes her a minute, but she'll get there. While Carlisle is on the phone, Edward starts cursing out Laurent, and Bella remembers the last time that she saw him and that he told her that he was checking in on Bella for Victoria because she wanted to know how hard it would be to get to her and how protected she was um, because she's obviously still seeking revenge for James. Um, But before Bella saw him, he spent about a year with the cousins, and that's a pretty long time. Carlisle gets off the phone and just stares out the window. So Edward has to be the one to tell everyone how the conversation went. (laughs) And by everyone, I really mean Bella. Everyone else could hear. And he says that apparently Irina was a lot more involved with Laurent than anyone knew. And that the cousins say that they would be willing to come and help them if they'll let them kill all the wolves. Oh my gosh. Which Carlisle's obviously like, no, (laughs) not going to happen. 
Jasper is starting to get worried now. He is sure that they would be able to kill all the newborns in Seattle, but he doesn't know how many people they would also lose. Yep. And so Bella becomes a stare into the eyes of everyone in the room. <laughs> I wonder who they would lose. Like maybe Esme? She's yeah. not like the strongest. Right. And she doesn't like fighting. And maybe Carlisle too. Because he'd try to protect Esme before everybody yeah, else. that's true. I know Jasper's super afraid of losing Alice, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd lose Rose or Edward or Emmett. Nah. <laughs> so. Those guys are pretty solid. I think it'd be Carlisle and Esme, honestly. Oh, sad. No so, way. We can't lose them. Not They're worth mom it. Mom and dad. Nope. Yep. And thus concludes the chapter. Oh, <clears throat> they're figuring stuff out. They're going to solve problems. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Depending on how long these episodes get, we might release them in two different clips. Yeah. But we're going to do them released at the same time on the same day, regardless. It might be two different episodes because we had there. I took a lot of notes in Brie Tanner because mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty cool story. Totally. So the page numbers from... Short Second Life of Brie Tanner for next week for Chapter 14 of Eclipse are pages 1 through 25. Awesome. So I'm If you're really reading excited. along, then there you have it. Yeah, get in there. Anyway, so uh, thank you for joining us. Yes, this has been Remember Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> With a special Remember Eclipse. Yes. <laughs> and uh, be cool and remember, Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true. I think I'm going to do kind of like a, just for a while, I'm going to do a slouch. A relax. A lean. I see. A chill. Cool. All right. Works for me. I think I'm ready. Okay. Do you? Are you? I mean, do you think I am? Hold on. Oh. This is... (laughs) I know. I got the. I it's haven't gone fine. for my it's second. It's not part cut. of your bangs. It's not. It it's wants back to here. be though. All my hair wants <laughs> to be bangs. I think it used to. <laughs> oh my gosh! If all my hair could be a bang, it would be. <laughs> think if you only had bangs. I just literally brush all of them up. <laughs> That's how my grandpa used to do his hair. <laughs> it was really long, <laughs> and he would just like lean over he'd lean down and then he would comb it all up and kind of like just <clears throat> stick it to his head and spray it and yeah. stick and spray mm-hmm. and um I think my dad or somebody tells a story about one time they went over to the house and he'd just gotten out of the shower and he just had this long hair down his back <laughs> and they were it like it would be like the ultimate layered down <laughs> <Yeah>. hair <laughs> oh my cool. gosh